Welcome to the Mental Mom Show. I'm Megan Farr, a therapist and mother of two by day, and a coffee-drinking ADHD maniac basic white girl. But most importantly, I'm the Mental Mom host by night. And I'm Casey Harper, the producer slash art director slash boyfriend and moral support slash whatever Megan needs. Welcome back to the Mental Mom Show. I bet I can guess what your feeling word is today for our check-in. Oh, it's nice to be back. It was a long week. Very long week. Busy week. Yeah, missed Everything's everybody. been busy. Missed doing the show, but do you want to tell everyone what your um, feeling word is? Because I think I know what it is. My feeling word? Mm-hmm. Well, there's quite a few. I don't know. Excited? Yeah, that's the one I thought that's you were going to say. That's the one you want? Aside from busy? But excited, excited, really excited. Yes. No, the mental mom is not pregnant. That's not what we're going to oh share with you. Those are not. That is. That's what I always think when people are like, we have exciting news. I always think. Well, that's what uh, some of our friends thought when we said that. I know. And it's, it's, I'm, I always tell people like, I have really exciting news. I'm not pregnant. Like, let's just get that out of the way. They're like, oh. Up front. Oh, I thought that's what you were going to say. No. No. Our exciting news. Do you want to tell everyone or should I? No, I think you should tell them. Okay. The mental mom and her boyfriend, Casey Harper. (laughs) We are moving in together, finally. And I am moving to Indianapolis, which I've wanted to do for quite some time. But my daughter's father and, you know, his job and me and my job and my business and everything that we have going on, um, we had to wait for the stars to align and... That it worked out for everyone so that we can keep our blended family unit together. So, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes August. things work out. It's so crazy. And it gets a little weird, but because you're not I, used to it. I wasn't ready for it at all. So when I got the news um, that it was going to work for us to move, I had a lot to do. Because, you know, want to get our daughter's settled into their new school before school starts in August and there's selling of houses, there's breaking leases in apartments, there's finding a new place, all these things that we have had to do really, really quickly. And so we took last week off because I just um Yeah, there's had a lot to. of <laughs> a lot of moving parts, a lot of ins, a lot of outs. So let me just give you a mental mom show guarantee. That we are going to have plenty of content for our show coming up because we're blending. Well, Casey's going to be it. Yeah, I mean that's the other thing. Like cause a we we dad had finally. Figure. Yeah, that's kind of weird to say, <laughs> but we had finally like started coming to terms with me having to move and to Louisville area to, where yeah, I live. Yeah, south and south, all of those type Indiana. of things. Um, and so it was just it was a little weird. Surprising. Surprising. Good surprise, Good but surprise. I had already like shifted my mindset and all that stuff, and we were a little bit sad. And then we kind of shifted into yeah. I mean, when when we found out we'd probably be living in Southern Indiana, until yeah, because the then we started making decisions yeah. based around that, and, and now those decisions 
just had to be changed again. Yes, which so, was, you know. Which is good. But it was just so exciting because once you get over the initial shock of news that there's job opportunities for people and everything's going to work out to move, it, it becomes total excitement. Then you move into, oh, shit, I got a lot of stuff to yeah, do. Yeah, here's all the other stuff. So And we had to tell our girls, too, before my daughters. We had to tell them before I wanted to, like, put it out there on the podcast. Yeah. Um, I felt like that was fair, but there are probably some of our friends who are listening, and this is how you're finding out that we're moving. Um, I also have had to let a lot of my clients know, which is always a process, you know, when you have therapy clients and you've had them for a long time, and then you have to tell them you're moving. However, my business partner and I, hey, Keisha, um, we are morphing our business, our therapy business, into an online business, online therapy, video therapy. So, um, so we can still continue what we're doing. It's just going to look a little bit different. Um, but not everyone's comfortable doing online therapy, but I think a lot of people will be. So it's just been a lot of change, like in every area of my life, our life. That's why you got to be flexible. Flexible and adaptable. The F but you're and gonna the A. Be a new resident of the 317. 317. I might change. My phone number. I've had it for like 15 years. The same cell phone. Don't do that. Really? You don't think? Why? Yeah, no. That's just going to cause a cluster of problems. Yeah. Okay, I won't then. It's, how much stuff is your phone number tied to? Oh, like 50 million things. Yeah. <laughs> just. You're right. I'll just, just keep let it. it go. We'll just keep that. Okay. Those are that's exciting news. So, um, in our new place, we're going to have an actual room that we're making into a studio. Yeah. And that is exciting because, you know. Since I commute from southern Indiana here a lot and you're back and forth, like we seriously have like a mobile, a portable podcast studio. Yeah. And it's going to be really nice to just like be in one location. Yeah. It's going to make everything a lot easier. Yes. And a lot more fluid and not as crazy and time pressured because we get like tonight we're recording. It's 11. 11 (laughs) almost. And. Normal people are winding down. I'm gonna have going to, to edit this and make sure it's all put together right. for And I'm gonna Monday, have to like do at least another hour after the show of stressing about what I may have said that, you know, I shouldn't have or whatever. So Which you is know, never the usual. anything bad. I know, but no. it's just the usual with my anxiety disorder that I have. So that's exciting and also like I said before, although we've been in therapy with Gina, love Gina preparing for this we thought it was going to be in a couple of years that yeah. we would live together and now it's making sense to live together in a few months yeah so we yeah it, it was literally like we came to terms with all of that and then not even a month later all of that went out the window yeah and but then, it's good no I'm but can excited. we talk about your toothpaste situation this toothpaste situation what about my toothpaste situation okay casey i appreciate that you don't want to waste things and that you're frugal. I love that about you. However, someone who has ADD and my brain's going really fast and my hands can't keep up with my brain a lot of times or, or my brain can't keep up with my hands. I don't know. One of those two. When you have the toothpaste so flat that it, there, then it looks like there's nothing left and I'm squeezing like a normal person, a relative, mm. any normal person would say that this is a regular squeeze. I'm giving it and nothing's coming out. And I have to beckon you to the bathroom to do it for me because you have to roll it up in a certain way and make, like, make it into this like weird origami shape to get the toothpaste it's, it's out. It's not empty. That's why. I'm, I'm just telling like you. I like, five bucks a tube for 
Now you do use for Sensodyne toothpaste. Sensodyne, so yes. Shout out there. They don't pay us anything. I'm gonna that. get my money's worth. I haven't even cut the top of it off yet. Wait. And squeeze it out the other end. Okay. Well, I'm just saying that I might have to just. I'm just gonna have my own. Well, we'll have his and hers toothpaste. So. We do have a double sink in our new apartment. Well, there you go. Okay, double glad sinks, we got that out of the way. Toothpaste. If anyone else has like uh, stuff they'd want to email in about annoying, I mean, different things annoying. that their <laughs> partner does <laughs> that's difficult, that just drives you nuts, um, send us an email at thementalbombshow at gmail dot com if you have time. Yeah, you know how I feel about that. Okay, moving right along. It's still good toothpaste. Is that enough on that? Can we move on? We get told everybody our exciting news. Yeah. Moving on. Now what? Well, do you have a ripped from the headlines? Sure do. All right. Happened, bring it. I'm bring about it. two weeks late, but we when, we didn't record last week. So. Yeah. And plus, we don't do timely news. I'll we do what have, news we feel two, like. I have two because they're, okay. they're, they're not real in-depth, but could, there's could, not much more you need to know about. Let these. me just tell new listeners that... What we do with Ripped from the Headlines is whatever we decide is important for you to know, we tell you about it. And if it was a month ago or six months ago or yesterday, you might hear about it if we think it's important. And we know that there's no way as busy parents or busy professionals or busy whatever you're doing that you can possibly sift through all of the news. And you're Sometimes probably, you miss it. Yeah, and you're probably paying attention to the... And it's very important stuff that you just don't know that's important. Exactly, because they're so busy. These people who are listening are probably so busy with like really important things. That we need to keep them filled in on what we think is important. Go ahead. Exactly. So about two, two and a half weeks ago um, in South Carolina, shout out to SC. SC. Um, Megan Holman was uh, pulled over and arrested and cited for driving over the influence of a narcotic in public intoxication. Sounds like a normal, well, what's so special about that, Yeah, right? so what, another DUI, yeah. OWI? Um, well, Megan was driving a power wheel, a motorized, you know, those kid carts that you charge up and then they drive around like big wheels, but like they're the, motorized. Like the Barbie Yeah, like car. the Barbie trucks. Yeah. Are you kidding she me? Was dri- she was How apparently old? just a mile from her home, but they, and she was driving on the wrong side of the road. So, oh my gosh. Okay, wait. Two things. One, does she have an H in her name? Because her name's Megan. No, you're the only Megan I know that spells it with an H. Okay. And how old is she? They don't say. But is she like a. She doesn't look that old. I mean, she's probably late 30s, possibly. Will you, will you post it for us on. The yeah, I'll share it. And there's video too, but I'm not going to play it right now. But So you're telling me that she gets on her daughter or son's. Um, Power Drive, wheel. Power wheel. Yeah. Where's she going? I have a lot of she's questions. She's going home. From where? I don't... Clearly, either wherever she was buying her drugs or the bar that she was hanging out at, because she had narcotics and alcohol in her system. Wow. So she probably, in her mind... This made total sense ...thought to she was doing the responsible thing and saying, I know I'm under the influence. I shouldn't get behind the wheel of an actual vehicle right but i need to get home what would they do i mean how can this be a bad idea well maybe not so much a bad idea i think what got her caught was she was driving on the wrong side of the road are you saying that if she would had would have been on the right side of the road then like no one well, would have, it would have been like that? yeah whatever was she on the side of the road 
road or like well there was it's like it seems like there's a there's not like a sidewalk or like a bike lane on the road. It looks like just double yellow line, one way going one way, the other way going the other. Wow. Yeah. So. Now that's a rough day. Like if you're a mom and you're trying, you have to get away from your kids so bad. Like you have to get away so bad that you're going to get in the power wheel. So she must have drove it like to where she went. So maybe you have some wine before you go pick up and then the narcotics or whatever. And yeah. then you drive home. So I think she had this all planned out and just thought it was a great idea. Probably. And it worked 50%. I think she was driving to where she had left from. Like mm-hmm. she drove there in the power wheel. And Do you think she was thinking like this is better than getting in a, a real car? Like, yeah. I'm, like this is a safety. Like, she's trying ass- to be a safe person. I'm assuming. They don't really go into detail about anything else. It's a, uh, what do you call that? When details coming. It's oh, okay. A, um, details to come. <laughs> They're going to have follow up. Yeah, it's eleven. More, more news tired. to come. It's an active story, I guess. There's no it's real late breaking. There's no, yeah, whatever. So, just know that even though your intentions are probably good, still getting behind the wheel of even even if it's a small power charged vehicle, that does a not kid's require toy. gasoline. Yeah, um, you still can get a DUI. Okay. Public service announcement time with Casey Harper. Thank you. Do not. Um, Don't get behind any wheels. Ever. What no about matter a bike? Can how you big. Get a, no, you can get a DUI on a bike you? too. If you can keep up on it. I mean, I've tried once to ride a bike drunk, like not around the neighborhood, but just hanging out with friends, like riding around the driveway and stuff. Like, was that just for fun to see if you could yeah. do it? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, like I bet you I could ride. Yeah. You know, and I, I can't, I couldn't do it. So. Just don't get on anything with wheels if you're under the influence. Um, can I just... I, I don't ever know. If, did I ever tell you about my golf cart incident? No. I have a good friend. She'll know who I'm talking about if she ever listens to her podcast. This was way back in like the early Your 20s. Youth. I Early to mid-20s. Your young and dumb days. And I don't think frontal lobe development had completely come to fruition. Um... We were hanging out. We were having some drinks, wine, you know, the more wine and more wine. And then she's like, Meg, do you want to, she lives in this like nice neighborhood. She's like, do you want to just take this, our golf cart out for a ride? And I'm like, one, why do you have a golf cart in a suburban neighborhood? Okay, Okay. sure. Yeah. I I didn't have any, I don't golf. I don't know. But I'm like, okay. Um, so duh, that was stupid. We drove it around though. Um, and eventually, like, we had so much fun. But then somehow we got a little crazy Crash. and crashed in a little forest area into a tree. <laughs> and I, the next day, I had a lot of bruises that I could not explain. How did you get out of the tree? Oh, well. Did somebody find you? No, we, like, pushed it out, I think. Were you driving? No. Did you drive at all? I can't remember if I drove it or not. Were you that drunk or you just don't remember? I think it was just so long ago. ago. I'll have to like do some fact checking with my friend on that and get back to you all. Um, But yeah, I definitely had my own experience with, I am, I I get that though. A golf cart's like the size of a small car. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, a kid's, the kid's hot, what are they called? The The power wheels. Power wheels. I don't even know if they're so called power wheels. But I think everybody will know what that is. That's just what it was when I was a kid. Um, I don't know if, I guess I would never think that you could actually, then again, why would you be driving that on a, on a real road? At least I was in a neighborhood. Yeah. Okay. 
You, you know, in the neighborhood on the when street. you're under the influence, to people who aren't under the influence, it doesn't seem like a good idea. You know, just stay home. That's what yeah, I do. Just drink at home. Just drink at home. Don't go anywhere. Or yeah. Uber. So, the other headline I had is in Kansas City. So, um, three months ago, Frank, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Serino, Frank Serino, mm-hmm. he called into Kansas City's 311 center to report a pothole. And uh, three months later, the pothole still is there. So instead of getting upset and very frustrated with the city and all those types of things, um, Frank decided to throw a three-month birthday party (laughs) for the pothole. Like a three-month-old? A three-month-old party. (laughs) Uh, He put a slice of cake with the three, uh, a wax three three, candle in there and put it in the pothole. And had a little party. And so did it, this attracted like news? Yeah, he think? said. I thought. Um, he said. I thought. What can I do to have a little fun? Everyone is always complaining about the potholes, but complaining doesn't seem to be getting anything done. So I said, I want to keep it top of mind. I know my fellow Waldo neighbors will are just as disgusted as I am. So I said, let's celebrate its birthday, its third birthday. That is called. And I guarantee you that pothole is going to get filled now. Yeah, I bet you're right. I guarantee that's. I guarantee it will too. That is what I'm talking about with like the positive reframing. I always talk about. Mm-hmm. When I mean, you have a, we have a choice. Like when we're in line somewhere and we don't want to be, or the person at the register is taking forever, or people at the bank mess up your checking account or whatever, or they won't fix the pothole. It, you can reframe it and do something positive and look, he's probably, let's do a follow-up on that like next week or the week after. Yeah, in the article they said that since the beginning of 2019, they have received around 15,000 reports about potholes. The wow. Kansas City 3, 311 Center has. And they say so far around 10,000 of the potholes have been fixed. So maybe they just hadn't gotten to it yet, if those are right. So, yeah, just stay positive and Try not to let the small stuff ruin your days. Yeah. And just so everyone knows, 311 is a number you can call, and it has resources for, like, anything you could possibly ever think of. Is that for every state? And what's 411? Information? Yeah, information. Are they still using that? I don't know. 311 is resources. So if you need to report something or if you need a resource, like... Pretty much anything. You can check it out online. Well, I didn't know that. That's cool. Another public service announcement. So that's it for the ripped from the headlines for me. Ripped from the headlines. Are we ready for my high five moment? High five. Woo! I just had to laugh at myself, and I'm sure all the parents out there are going to totally know what I'm talking about. When you have a choice, when you learn something from your kid, and you can either be like defensive and have to be right, or you can just laugh. I chose to laugh. So it's a Saturday morning. My nine-year-old, she just, I haven't even had coffee yet. And she just keeps repeating this, the same thing over and over again about something she wants to do. Mom, can we do this? Mom, hey, mom. And then she'll like wait three minutes and then like, she does it like eight times. Okay. Um, so I start to like really get annoyed, but I also know she's just nine and she's excited. And so I don't want to be mean. So I start the lecturing process, and I start explaining how she's making me feel pressured, and that doesn't make me want to do what she's asking, and that being repetitive is boring and can be upsetting, and 
how important it is to be patient. And I went on and on. And so I finally say, okay, do you understand? Yeah. She says like, yeah. And then I said, okay, repeat back to me what you heard me say. And she just like looks at me and she just goes, don't be annoying. <laughs> and I said, I was trying to be nicer than that. And like, I didn't want to hurt your feelings. And she says, mom, I would have responded better to just don't be annoying. And I just started laughing and we just laughed keeping together. Keeping it real. Yeah. She was keeping it Nine real. Nine year old. It was hilarious. So next time I'm just going to be like, stop being annoying. <laughs> I think. I don't know. I should try it sometime. Say like, yourself. Shut up. No. No, don't do that. <laughs> oh, it was funny. Here's my mental mom moment. You ready? Okay. What is it? My life is going so well right now and everything's working and I cannot stop feeling terrified and anxious that like well you know what I said the other day I was like okay everything's so great yay I'm excited and now's the part where I get hit by a bus you know you can't think like that yeah you say you can't think like that well when you have anxiety it's really hard like yeah I know I shouldn't think that way um but this is what if you guys remember me talking about Brene Brown she talks about she has a great books I'll post them again but um about vulnerability and she talks about how that's just our fear of being vulnerable. So, and also for people who've like had a lot of things not go right in their life, you get kind of used to that. You get used to it. And when things start to work out, you become a little frightened and, and it's uncomfortable a little bit. I can understand that. You can, cause I thought you were going to totally make fun of me for that. No, I, I understand it. I just don't know why if you can tell yourself and you're too, you know, if you can say to yourself, this is irrational, I shouldn't be thinking like this, how come you still continue to think that way? It's called being obsessive. (laughs) It's part of anxiety. But every time the thought pops in, I just have to redirect myself, use the CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, replace my thoughts with Because then that leads to like self-sabotaging. Yes, which I don't do that anymore really as much. And with this, I never thought you were self-sabotaging. I I think I used to subconsciously, and I think a lot of people do it subconsciously, and some people do it consciously, where they just they refuse to allow themselves to be happy. We talked about this. You don't want to. They're addicted to chaos, emotional chaos, and it's more comfortable, and they know it more to be. It's their normal. It's their norm. Their baseline. My baseline is. Sometimes things work, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they go through long stretches where nothing seems to be working. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, with getting to move and how that came out of nowhere, and um, I'm so excited. But yet, I'm like, oh, this is the part in the movie where the person gets hit by the bus. And so I have to fight that a lot. Okay. And I would love to hear from people if other people um, experience that. I know they do, because... I'm a therapist. I know a lot of people that do. And I have them in my office all the time, and I'm telling them... Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. So anyway, that's my mental mom moment. That's what I'm struggling with right now is... It's, it's not like all the time. It's no. Like, it's like 5% of my thoughts. The way I like to look at those things is the large majority of the time, you're able to realize just like stuff doesn't seem to be working out like life you know like you feel like you're at the bottom you know it's like what else could go wrong but here it comes here comes another thing and another thing you know but it's when 
staying positive is key. Like, right. All right, here we Which are. We did like, in yeah, that no. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, all of this happening is your reward for all of what you've had to go through, what you felt like were the low times. Like, you were down there long enough, and now it's like the universe is like, all right, Meg, you put up with my BS for a year or what, however long, you know, I'm going to throw you one, but you if know. But if that's a reward, does that mean if things are going wrong, you're being punished? No. I don't necessarily believe no, that. No, I don't think it's being punished. I think that it's giving you life lessons and it's giving you... Um, something that is uncomfortable and not easy to see how you're going to respond. And I think if you respond well to it, you'll have your moments of doubt and all those things. But if the majority of the time you try to stay positive and you try to find the good, that the universe realizes what you're trying to do and that you try to stay in that positive mind frame that it's like, all right, I gave you a lot. You handled it. You handled it. You know, you stuck it. You stuck it out. You you fought it. And I can't do it anymore for you because it's it's getting. You you've earned, earned it. Yeah, you you've earned, earned it. it. Like yeah. you've learned the lesson. You've done this, and that that's why I say it's like a reward. a reward. I like looking at it that way. That's interesting. That's how I like to look at it. Because of course, like when stuff seems to constantly be going wrong, it's hard to not get a negative outlook on things. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Sometimes, you know, it's just like, oh, God, here we go again. Mm-hmm. But if you're able to be able to say that out loud and then to yourself, if you, like, kind of try to separate yourself from have your own moment of, like, taking a breath and, yeah. like, recentering and mm-hmm. being like, all right. That's hot. I love that talk, Casey. It's one more thing. I'm going to handle it like I handled the last thing and going to get through it and right. eventually – stuff's going to start working out, you know? Yeah. Because if it's supposed to work out, like, that's how I feel. Like, if it's meant to be, it'll be. I also believe that you can make your life what you want it to be. So even though our it wasn't our preferable timeline for it to be years before we would probably be able to move in together. Right. We were going to still make our dreams happen, our things. You know, it's, it would be on a different timeline. But, like, it's not like we were going to give up on... Right. That's why I think with us starting this show Mm -hmm. and putting in the effort for that as hard as it has been at times, and then you with your work and commuting and all of that and you being dedicated to that, even with all of this other stuff happening and, you know, just those type of things where you persevere through all of it, it's on the other side of it is... We know, like the universe is saying, all right, I know you've made these plans. You're thinking a year, year and a half out, but you've done so well with everything <laughs> I've thrown at you. Like, here's a present. Here's something, even though it's going to add some more chaos into your life, but it's like a more, positive. It's like fun chaos. Yeah, it's like, all right, like now I have to find an apartment. Like, Yay! I got to do all this, yeah. which is nerve wracking, but, but also fun. it's all for a, a happy thing. Yes, for something. It's yes. not like a negative thing of like, oh God, now I have to find an apartment. Right. It's like, I got to find an apartment. I'm really excited, but I'm also kind of overwhelmed with the time frame. but I'm going to make it work. Right. And the, all those pieces are coming together. together. Yeah. So I'm working so, hard on that. on like not. That's my piece. Yes, I appreciate it. So I'm putting it out there 
just so you know, if you felt that way before, uh, Roger that. That if your fear or That's you get kind of nervous, like Texas things, size ten four. Texas Texas size ten four. <laughs> Letter Kenny, everybody. Letter Kenny. If you're not watching it, you should be. So now we're following up, right, with the yeah. last show we did because there was. Did People we forget to it. mention it? Yeah, it yeah. got a lot of good feedback. It did get good feedback. We talked about um, Rachel Hollis. Rachel Hollis and that whole her plagiarizing and just this whole like trying to portray this this image life that she doesn't live yeah, to and, be relatable to the common person and not recognizing <laughs> your privilege, right? Just she's yeah, she's blind to. If she's not blind, she portrays herself as blind. Yes. Which also, I was thinking about that too. It's like. Maybe she is so aware of her privilege that she's manipulating well, I just read an article the unprivileged, like the people that don't have the same privilege. She's manipulating them to make book to sell her. Yeah, to make more stuff. money off of them. So anyway, I don't want to give. Trust I don't want to get give her any more airtime. There is an interesting term that I learned from reading through when we were researching for that um, podcast. And you know how, like, I was in the coma of child-rearing for so long that I missed, like, every pop culture, every everything for just so long. Mm-hmm. Having kids, raising kids, not sleeping well. Learned a new term. Cur- curated imperfection. What the hell does that mean? So I have no idea. Like, maybe everybody out there knows this already, but it was new to me. Oh, I don't know what that is. You don't either. Okay. Um, it's basically this concept of this trend that influencers use on... Um, Instagram mostly for it's a marketing thing and it's where you like okay let's say you do like the really cute messy bun you know like where your hair looks like okay so it's like a mom and she's trying to sell her thing okay and and so she has a cup of coffee and she's sitting on this couch and it looks messy but the pillows are actually all coordinated and kind of just misplaced perfectly and they still all it's like all color coordinated and her outfit, like, yeah, at first glance, she looks a little messy, but she's still, like, really cute. Right. And so she's selling this image of, oh, I'm a messy mom, too. I get it. I've got tons of dishes in this sink behind me that you can't see. Or Okay. Um, but it's, like, with the whole Rachel Hollis thing, like, how she has a nanny and has a crew of people helping her. And, like, so, like, you have this little picture on Instagram of what, of what this looks like. So it's supposed to be capturing the... The, like, authentic, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they like, want authentic. you to think it's authentic. Right. Like, oh, this is, like, an action shot. Like, right. I finally get a second to sit down with my coffee mm-hmm. or take a breather or some, you know, along right. those lines is what you're saying. But it's basically, like, the same thing, I guess, staged imperfection. It's, yeah, staged imperfection. There okay. you go. So I'm just going to read like a blurb here from this article and I'll post it. I think I did post it, but I'll post it again. Um, so it's this author writing about this curated imperfection. And is it really a problem? Okay. As scary as it is, our perception really does become our reality. When we are bombarded day after day with images of wildly successful social media influencers giving us a quote unquote behind the scenes look at their lives, we begin to take those images as reality and not the meticulously staged perfectly timed unreality they actually are also these images tend to focus on aesthetic messiness quote-unquote dirty dishes piled in the sink no makeup faces children throwing tantrums and not the actual pervasive messiness of motherhood that no one wants to talk about 
crippling anxiety, losing our temper, and screaming at our kids, or a marriage hanging on by a thread, for example. When we compare the two, it's easy to fall into the shaming belief that our own messiness is far too much to admit to. Another issue that curated imperfection is almost exclusively targeted to a certain demographic of white, straight, cisgendered, able-bodied, financially secure women. In some ways, this causes privileged followers of this genre to have an extremely narrow view of the world and not consider or speak up for moms in the margins facing racism, poverty, and mental or physical health issues. So, I mean, so let me tell you this author real quick. It's from Houston Mom Blogs, and it's Elizabeth B. is what she goes by uh, um, on her website, and I will post it because I'm not plagiarizing. Or yeah, that's wait, wait, what wait, plagiarizing I, when you rewrite things. What's it called when you? I can't think of the word. Isn't that plagiar- plagiarism? No, there's another word. It'll come to me later when oh. you, when you verbalize it. It's but that's else. what I want to see, or what I think would probably go over well because it's not seen. By somebody who is an influencer, you know, is give me that mom that has a newborn, you know, and it, you haven't showered in two days, or yeah, that and the the kids throwing up on yeah, them, everything's or, everywhere, you know, like that action shot of like her actually spending time with the kid, and then that moment of like up chuck, you know right, what I mean? Right. Like not, that would be real. Yeah, that's I think that would go over probably pretty well because you don't see that well and there are some out there who um who do portray some more realism but then i get annoyed too with the moms the mom blogs or the mom instagram influencers who are like always drinking wine in their pictures and talking about like yeah i love my wine but really like it's not that bad either that you always have to be drinking oh god (laughs) you have to be drinking all the time yeah um believe me you know at a long 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 softball game Sometimes I wish I had something else in my cup besides, you know, coffee. But yeah. you don't you don't necessarily have to, like, drink wine all the time to parent. Sure. So it's finding that happy medium. Uh, so where was I going with that? Curated imperfection. So this brings me to my business partner. I call her my BP. She calls me her BP, Keisha. You know, as I said earlier, we're working on creating our online um, counseling business. Mm-hmm. And so we've rebranded, you know, these words that I hate, but I'm using um, and so we we wanted to do something really different. And the marketing strategy that we've been wanting to do is like do something totally different than like what most people are, what most therapists are doing. So I come up with this idea, and then of course Keisha just goes right along with it, and she ends up taking it to an even cooler level of that's, like. That's what? why working with people is I awesome. Know. She's like the best collaborator. Like she has an idea, I play off that. I have an idea, she plays off of that. So. We decided that we needed to dress up as warrior women because as women, we're targeting mostly women, not just women, but mostly women in our practice and women who are raising kids, having a career or staying at home and while their husbands have a career and trying to like make sense of their lives. And so really it feels like you're a warrior sometimes. <laughs> like even I always yeah, say like you kind of have to be going to the grocery store, like can feel like I am in the jungle trying to like figure out organic versus non-organic versus let's just get a tombstone frozen pizza and some chicken nuggets and call it a day. 
Okay. Right. Yeah. And a can of mandarin oranges. You know, that that's that happens too. <laughs> so anyway, so Keisha and I, we decide that we want a, a real like photo shoot. And luckily my boyfriend, Casey Harper, if you've heard of him. I haven't. Is an excellent photographer. And then he has a friend, Garrett. Hey Garrett, what's up? Who's also an excellent photographer. We take a month and like Keisha and I plan out everything we're going to need for our new website for social media marketing, all this stuff we're going to do. And so we recruit you guys, obviously. And this past weekend, we did a lot of those. We yeah. did a big photo shoot. Let me just tell you, everyone out there, just to get the photos of Keisha and I looking like just ourselves. Let's not even talk about the warrior women photos, the other ones where we were just like looking like it's you. every day at the office or whatever. Yeah. yeah. How many shots? How much did we all sweat? How many people did it take? To, like, do this. Well, yeah, you uh, fine ladies picked a great weekend to uh, <laughs> like be, do an outdoor degrees. photo shoot with the hottest day of the summer, of the year. Yes, and it took so much work. And so we ended up with hundreds of beautiful pictures. However, you guys took, what, 1,500, I think, was the final number? Something like that. And yeah. what, like 12 hours of work, probably, total? Yeah. At it, least. And with the prep time of uh kayla we also had a professional makeup, makeup artist come do our makeup which we paid for badass it was totally badass but we didn't do that makeup ourselves you know so no yeah that's that's like, to your point it's exactly this... you saw what went into that operation oh well, yeah i was prepared yeah well even before <laughs> you started taking photos like all the stuff how many outfits did keisha and i have and how many you know that's coordinating what, everything and that's what um one thing I really took away from film school was it's all in the pre-planning. Yeah. It's all in the pre-production. We like a month. Yeah. I mean, it's no joke. Like that, what, that is what makes or breaks a project. Right. Whether it's a movie or a photo shoot. If you don't have a plan mm -hmm. and you think you're just going to go out there and wing it, it's going to look like shit. So I'm telling you and from that's, yeah, that's, behind the scenes – not that I am anywhere near famous or like these influencers on Instagram, nor do I want to be like them. I know just from my experience with what we did, these people have crews, like these influencers on Instagram and these bloggers and these people who are like making it look e like, oh, it's just another day. Yeah. It's, oh, bitches, whatever. It's not easy. It's a lot of work. It's so much work. So we can get caught up in like what we see. I keep thinking of like, what are the dimensions of like an Instagram post? Like... It's like a little square of someone's life. Yeah. You know? But it's really like a whole brick house going on beyond that. Does that make sense? <laughs> Sometimes my ADD... Like, I think I, I know where you're trying stuff. to go with that. Uh, <laughs> Instagram... Yeah. Okay, Instagram post is one brick and an entire brick house. Okay. And like a total brick house. I'm following you. Not just the kind that have the brick on the front and then siding on around the back. Like a whole brick house. Okay. Does that make sense? I'm, I think I'm following you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Because if you could follow me, then I know everybody else out there can. Um, it's just a tiny snippet. And I think this experience taught me so much about, like, because, yeah, we had 1,500 pictures, and we're going to pick out, like, 15 from our, for our website. And then we have, we'll probably have, like, another 30 to 50 for, that we're going to use for our social media marketing stuff over the next few months. So I cannot even imagine how many pictures these influencers actually take. Oh yeah, but that's their job. You, that's, yeah, that's that's the, the other, other thing. thing. That's that, their job. that is their job. They have, you know, 
however many days a week that is strictly like say for photo shoots because you can see them on instagram i mean they take photos of their photo shoots sometimes some of these influencers do do. it's like another photo shoot and then they're posting the photos however many days later or whatever after they're all touched up and or how whatever they're doing with them you know so yeah it's not it's not that easy and they, they don't they don't people just need to understand that and I had a hard time with that too because it's you see these people like on these vacations, you know, and it's like how the hell are they living this life? And it's like they're they're make they're presenting it a lot better than what their life actually is day to day. Yeah. And if you get sucked into it and it's hard not to it is. of like this person's living their best life and they're doing, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, they're showing you just the parts that they want to show you. One brick. Yeah. And that's a big problem with, I think society and people's outlook on their life. It, Cause some people take that stuff really seriously and it's important to them when they're trying they're It's the comparing part. That's yeah, what I'm trying comparing. to say. When you're trying to, when you start comparing your life to another person's life, it's just like you're never going to end up feeling good about yourself nine times out of ten. Right. Because. Well, they make it look so easy. Like when we were talking to my mom about this, and she said, like when she watches cooking shows, yeah, she was struck by like Emerald and how he makes it look so easy, and they don't show the fact that. They have crews coming in, cleaning up all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's. Like, I highly doubt that he's out there before they shoot, before they roll. That he's measured out the salt and the no, chopped for the, for things, him. you know. And and then I remember when I it finally clicked for me. I'm like, well, they did all this and they they prepared the chicken and stuff, and now he's putting it in the oven, and then it's like, bam, the chicken's done. I'm like, yeah. what? It's because they already cooked it, like. <laughs> I mean, that's how ridiculous, like, right. I was, because it was just like, well, he just put that in the oven. What did they do? But were you pretty this young supposed when you to figured be that live. out? I was probably older than I should have been. Like, <laughs> well, a lot of us it are. Did, well, and it wasn't that important to me, so it's not like I sat down and watched Emerald all the time, or those cooking shows. It was just, every now and then, I'd you catch one, yeah. and then one day, it just, like, clicked. Like, this is kind of embarrassing. I was in college, and I was with my friend Christy, we were driving to Holiday World and she lives in that area or was originally from that area. So we were really good friends and stuff. And we were driving and it was like every, I don't know, every so many miles, it was like a sign for something Elm School, this Elm School, this Elm School. And I was like, there sure are a lot of Elm Schools. I wonder what those are. And she just like looked at me and was like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, what is an Elm school? And she goes, elementary school? Oh. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and she goes, did you seriously not know that? And I could have lied. And I was like, yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Be but yourself. Be authentic. It's own just, it. sometimes it just doesn't click when you think it would. But. Yes. And that's, so that's the whole thing. It's like, don't get caught up in this um, Instagram rat race of facebook I, but you staged know, imperfections it's staged and i'll tell you because i just did it this past weekend on a very small scale we did it you want to know when it's a real picture yes if it were a real picture that they were posting mm-hmm. their face would look weird because they'd be in the middle of talking 
or blinking yes. or, you know, like they'd have some drunk looking face on. Right. Like, or like my mid conversation pictures that we saw. Yeah. It looks on like you got role. one eye closed. <laughs> Where I'm like, Argh. yeah, you don't look good at all. No. That would be the thing that if it wasn't staged. Oh, and on that note, we were talking to Kayla who did our makeup, which I will post her card on, on our mental mom page. Cause she's an excellent makeup artist. If you're in the Indianapolis metro area. Yep. Um, she, she has kids and husband. We talk about what do we name her and Tyler? Remember we can't, remember we were trying to come up with like a Brangelina name for Kayla and Tyler. Oh, I don't remember. I remember what it was. We yeah. had, but she said she has a three picture rule. I think this is really cool. She will take a family picture, pictures of her children three times or any, anybody First, you know, first time someone's eyes are closed. Fine. Second time. Fine. Third time, that's it. That's going yeah. on. That's, that's it. What, that's the last It picture. is what it is. That's mm-hmm. a good rule. That I should think that's really cool. be a very wide rule. Yes. So follow Kayla's rule. The three picture rule. Three is the magic number. Three is the magic number. So just wanted to throw that out there. And um, on that note, Casey, how are we doing on time? I think it's time to wrap it it's up. Time to wrap it up? Yeah. Okay. Bear with us, guys. This summer might be just a little rough because, uh, well... We're moving. We're life moving. changes. Life changes, but so, new studio. New positive things. Positive blended things. family. Lots of new material. Uh, so I wanted to give a couple shout outs. I wanted to say thank you so much, Malia. That is Keisha's sister out in Washington State. Oh, okay. Remember how we were like, oh my gosh, who's listening out in Washington? Yeah. Because, you know, we can see it on our analytic tracking thing. Um, so thank you, Malia. That means yeah, a ton. Thank you. Really appreciate it. And I'm hoping that I can get her to come on our show because um, she's a. I don't know cool, her at all, but very cool. If we ever got to mom. the point where we could travel, I'd Wouldn't love to go amazing? back. I was in Washington State. Never. Never. I, was in, I haven't. Oh, yeah, I was in Oregon once for okay. for work for less than 24 hours. It was a good time. I've never been there. Also, want to give shout outs to Maine, Massachusetts. New Mexico. We're totally going to New Mexico because I want to see Roz. as well. So do I. Okay. Georgia, Virginia, Washington State. We just said that. And Australia. Victoria, Australia. Victoria, Australia. So, guys, thank you so much. I can't even tell you. Like, I don't even know what we're doing half the time, but it's so f- – we're having fun. And yeah. hopefully <laughs> this will turn into something. We greatly appreciate it. And if not, it's a great little support network Just got to put it out there. Put it out there. Put it out there. Tell a friend. And they'll tell two friends, and so on. And then eventually, so Casey and I can put out three podcasts a week and some YouTube videos. Yeah, we can get all Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan every day, four hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's not just doing his that. routine. No. That would be cool, though. All right, everybody. So with that, thank you, everybody. As always, please like, share, subscribe. I think of rate rate. We don't yeah. even care. I like, if you don't have time for a review, just give us some stars or give us some stars. Yeah. Five um, stars. I know preferably. you guys are busy. Duh. I um, totally get that. Um, but that would help us. Yeah. And you can find us on any major platform just, of podcast yeah. or go to the mental mom show.com. Yes. Which and I still haven't posted. We anything, have, but I will. All of our episodes uploaded there, and links to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, places you can go yes. listen to as well. So everybody, have a great week. 
we'll be back next Monday, unless, you know, zombie apocalypse or something crazy happens. Like, okay. Just stay flexible. Stay flexible. Ooh, that could be it. Instead of stay mental. Stay mental. Stay mental. Stay flexible. Stay mentally flexible. Stay mentally flexible. We'll keep on. Yeah. Ideally. Bye, y'all.